Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We are on today, like every day, from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, whatever you missed, you pick up on uh, John Cobell Show On Demand podcast thing. Uh, and that's on the iHeart app as well. Uh, Blake Trolley is going to uh, come on the show in about a half an hour at 1.30 because um, some years ago, the legislature uh, created a uh, legal loophole that allowed that made it more difficult to prosecute car thieves or, or, or thieves that break into cars, uh, to be more accurate. They, they actually wrote a law that made it easier for break-in thieves to get away with stealing. And, and now even the legislature, even that weasel Democrat, Scott Weiner in San Francisco, wants to close this loophole. So Blake's going to tell us about that coming up after 1.30. All right, now, I, over the weekend, I found a story in the Wall Street Journal, and if uh, it's a very long story, and I, I'm going to have to uh, summarize it in brief, but uh, if you read this whole thing from beginning to end, Deborah, you will never fly a plane again. 
I'll never fly a plane again. Why? I have never, I have never flown a, a plane. I'm not a pilot. But oh, you mean I'll oh, never go oh, on a plane? Oh, we're we're going to be Miss Literal today, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Already a pain in the you know what? That's me. <laughs> no, I didn't fly in a plane. I okay. Know, All I right. Know. Thanks, John. I I would not want to have you as my pilot. And that is a very good choice. <laughs> <laughs> if if I walk in and you're in one of those uh, pilot uniforms, <laughs> you turn right around. <laughs> right you'll pay me not to fly um, i'm hitting the eject button right away <laughs> all right so the uh the headline in the wall street journal it's and it's it's not an encouraging headline but it sucked me in this has been going on for years inside boeing's manufacturing mess this uh door plug that blew out of the alaska, alaska airlines flight uh on january 5th is is far from the only problem boeing has with their manufacturing process um, and, and it focuses on an engineer, John Hart Smith, who nailed what the problem was 23 years ago. He wrote a paper in 2001. It was an internal memo. And he warned everyone in the company that they were subcontracting out too much of the work to these little companies all over the country and the world. So... And, for example, Apple does this with the iPhones. Each component of an iPhone or each component of a jet is made somewhere else. Boeing makes a portion of the airplane, but much of it comes from outside the company. And then they, they put it together like a jigsaw puzzle. The problem with that is, as Hart Smith wrote, is your the performance of... Your plane um, is not going to exceed the capabilities of the least proficient of the suppliers. In other words, your, your, your chain is only as good as its weakest link. And if you have a supplier that makes inferior parts, then it doesn't matter how strong you are making your parts and assembling the plane and you have the proper safety and training procedures and all. That weak part coming from God knows where might bring down the whole plane. Oh, my God. And they have too many outsource suppliers outsource suppliers and boeing can't oversee the quality control for all these far-flung factories basically they take in the parts assemble them together and hope for the best and hope for the best yes oh, that's terrifying yeah um and when he wrote the paper it became a sensation within the company all the engineers read it they posted this on factory walls like it shook up boeing internally everybody said oh my god you're right. You know, we, this is not the way we should do business. Um, except they're still doing business this way. Except it didn't change anything. And then the Wall Street Journal goes on to say, it goes through the Max 8 crashes in 2018 and 2019 and the Alaska incident with the door plug getting blown out. More recently, Boeing has been dogged by issues with various models misdrilled holes, loose rudder bolts, and the door plug blowout. Apparently, they, they, they've had a number of manufacturing issues from a number of suppliers that just haven't made the news yet. I don't want to hear the phrase misdrilled hole. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Dozens of factories build the 737 and 787 jets before they're assembled by Boeing. And one of them 
is a fuselage plant in Wichita, Kansas, that was owned by Boeing, and then they sold it to a private equity firm. You know what a private equity firm, you know what happens when they, that takes over? You know, that's private money. That uh, you know, very wealthy people running very wealthy finance companies get together. And uh, in this case, they bought a, 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 an airplane supply operation. Uh, all they're interested in is maximizing profit. They're, they have no other interest in life at all. These aren't people who love flights, love flying. They love planes. That No, they, they don't want to have the best plane in the business. They want the biggest profit in the business. And that is, is frightening. Um, they decided to sell the factory in Wichita to a private equity firm so Boeing could focus on final assembly. So that's all Boeing does now is they takes all these parts from all these far-flung supplier factories and then piece the thing together. Spirit, this is Spirit Aerospace. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, no, Spirit Aerosystems. Oh, right. Um, eventually, it became a public company. It has been plagued by production problems and quality lapses. Plagued is the word they use. And they are the sole supplier of the fuselages used in many Boeing jets, including the Alaska plane. Spirit is heavily dependent on Boeing for revenue. And then there's this line. And the two companies have battled for years over costs and quality issues. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that they're fighting constantly over quality issues because it means Boeing is saying, hey, this isn't good. And Spirit is saying, that's eh, good enough. It would cost too much to make it better. No, no, it's not good enough. Eh. You want them always in agreement on quality. Especially your plane that you're flying on. The, uh, the earlier MAX problem is from a few years ago when those two planes crashed. And then the COVID lockdown uh, really drained Spirit's finances. The company slashed thousands of jobs leaving it shorthanded. And the production problems became common and internal complaints about quality were ignored. In any given month, they, create, they manufacture two fuselages a day, which is, I guess, about 60 planes. That's 10 million holes that need to be filled with bolts, fasteners, and rivets. 10 million holes on 60 planes. That's hard to believe, isn't it? But now you can see how a few bolts on a door plug might be an oversight there. Maybe the hole's not drilled properly. Or the, the bolts weren't uh, fastened. Uh, according to president, the president of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace, Aerospace Workers. This is a union. And they represent the workers at the Wichita factory, a guy named Cornell Beard. He said, we have planes all over the world that have issues that nobody has found because of the pressure Spirit has put on employees to get the job done fast. How about that? According to Boeing, all indications are the problem with the door plug, it was manufacturing, not a design flaw. And the, the,
problem originated with either the work done by Spirit or Boeing, but Boeing is ultimately responsible for checking the planes. Uh, one Boeing executive said, we build the airplane and we have to own it, but they're getting parts from Spirit and dozens of other places. Uh, they're thinking about whether they ought to move production of the major components back in-house. Thinking about it? I don't, don't you think they should just do it? They apparently have been debating this for a while. Okay, well, now the time has come. <laughs> when, when, I, when, I, when we come back, I'm, I'm going to tell you how much COVID disrupted the production process and caused really permanent damage to the manufacturing capability at Spirit. And you'll understand why the door plug blew out and they apparently have many other problems that are just undiscovered. So, What if we all just say we're not going to fly on a Boeing plane until they get there <laughs> together? Well, this is why I wanted to uh, do this story on the air because most people aren't reading the Wall Street Journal on a Saturday. Right, and most and people, so it's not, I mean, we know when we go buy a car, right, we're pretty invested and we, we, we learn about it and we know about it. But when we hop on a plane mm. we have no clue we just we know it's a it's well, a plane and it's a delta or it's a whatever american right but we don't we don't really have any we don't know the details we don't know the background we're told to trust yeah and we all accept that once every few years something bad is going to happen and there could be an accident this is not an accident this is a bad manufacturing system that's been lucky and it's been covered up, at least until Saturday. Talk more about it when we come back. And it's Deborah. Oh, oh, giving away $1,000, right? No? Are we? No, not today. Not today? Nope. Bank's closed. Come on. Bank's closed. It's a holiday, John. It's a bank holiday. Yeah. All right. All right, no money. Stand down. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Ron, from 1 until 4, after 4, John Cobelt Show on demand. The podcast, listen to that in case you missed anything. That's on the iHeart app. After 1.30, we're going to talk to uh, Blake Trolley. Uh, I didn't know this, but it explains um, why uh, car break-ins are so rampant, especially in San Francisco. There's a loophole in the law that allows uh, car thieves to get away with uh, thieving. It, it, it's a loophole that makes it difficult to prosecute car thieves. Isn't that great? It's so bad that, uh, that Weasel State Senator uh, Scott Weiner from San Francisco wants to close the loophole. We'll tell you what it is. You're not going to believe what it is. That's coming up after 1.30. All right, we're in the middle of uh, going through this uh, terrifying Wall Street Journal story. On uh, Deborah already canceled her vacation. Oh, I'm for... thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm, I am not uh, doing sensationalistic hype. This is a, a straightforward story from by the Journal, and it's about the uh, door blowout of uh, the Alaska Airlines uh, plane on January 5th, and it's traced back to possibly one of their suppliers, and it turns out that for 23 years, employees have been trying to warn the world that having dozens of different suppliers sending their parts to Boeing to assemble the plane. Boeing assembles the plane, but a lot of the parts they don't manufacture. And you can't really do quality control very well.
from afar for all these dozens of different uh, uh, factories. It's called Spirit Aerosystems. Now, wanted to hone in on what happened during the pandemic. This pandemic was just so ridiculous. Um, the disruptions in the factory were acute. According to the journal, travel stopped, planes were grounded, the factories were stalled, and they started laying off thousands of workers. And they struggled to restart quickly enough. Remember, as soon as the lockdowns were lifted, people started flying in record numbers again. Spirit was hit hard. The company had about 16,000 workers in four factories at the end of 2019. They laid off thousands of people just in Wichita. And when they had to ramp back up, Spirit was missing a lot of people. And with that, the company lost years of experience. Because some people left and never came back. You know, they were given buyouts, retirements. So there were fewer experienced mechanics and fewer experts to inspect their work. Hmm. Um, said one of the executives, when you have disruption, you have instability. Well, you don't want that <laughs> at a place that makes airline fuselages. And Spirit has been under intense scrutiny from Boeing for a while. Boeing put Spirit on probation back in 2021. And to get off probation, Spirit had to reduce the number of defects on the line. Uh, they were trying to keep morale up. So if they if they if the number of defects if the number of defects dropped enough, the company would throw a pizza party for everybody. I'm not making this up. But when they at the pizza party, if you listened in on the conversations, you would find out that most of the employees knew that the defect numbers were down only because people were reporting fewer problems. The word was out not to create too much of a too much trouble by reporting defective parts. That yeah, what, you don't want to be the one kid in class who uh, messes up the pizza party for everybody else. That's right. <laughs> shut up. Shut up or we won't get pizza. Yeah, why do you have to bring up homework? <laughs> so, um, on the factory floor, some of the spirit machinists who are actually building the planes said whatever concerns they had about quality never made it to senior managers. And that the inspectors feared retaliation if they pointed out too many problems. Hey, no pizza party. Uh, the union reps were complaining that the company would remove inspectors and replace them with outside workers if they flagged too many defects. <laughs> so if an inspector says, hey, that's a lot of bad airline parts there. It's like, you're you're gone, buddy. Get out of here. Shut up. <laughs> no pizza for you. It's, it's like no soup for you. <laughs> what? You don't want the pizza? I want the pizza. I like it. Don't. I don't care if people get killed. I want my pizza. Yeah. So, yeah. This is where we're at. We this got is a, unbelievable. We got a bunch of guys in Wichita wanting to preserve the pizza party. And so they're not reporting the defects. 
coming off the uh, the assembly line. I can't believe that a pizza party is an incentive for airline manufacturers. Like that's the standard we have. <laughs> like the, the, a pizza party's for kindergartners. I know. Now I'm going to give you a thousand dollar bonus for every defect you find. That's what should be happening. That you're exactly right. You should be an airline executive. I should. You couldn't do any worse than the guys running uh, Boeing and Spirit right now. I'm going to go moonlight as, as that. Yeah, give an incentive to find the problem. Not hide it. It's a slice of pizza. <laughs> Seriously, now that's what they should do. Everybody should get a bonus for, Here. for finding these flaws. Here, here's a $2 slice of pizza. Well, that'll keep the planes in the sky. Was it Domino's or Pizza Hut? It doesn't say. Probably a cheap pizzeria, though. All right, we come back. Blake Trolley. Do you know there was a loophole uh, that, well, there still is a loophole in the California code that makes it difficult to prosecute thieves who break into your car and they're trying to close it. It's so bad that even the Democrats in Sacramento want to close this loophole. Blake's going to explain next. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then if you missed anything, like our last half hour about uh, the manufacturing problems at Boeing and with the Boeing suppliers. And that's why the door plug blew out. And maybe there's a lot more that could happen. Uh, you could listen to it on the iHeart app, John Cobalt show on demand. All right. Um, we're going to talk with Blake Trolley now. Uh, a crime, is, crime is bad, especially in the big cities in California. Car thieves run amok in San Francisco. I, I think almost half the people in San Francisco either have had their car broken into, stolen, or knows someone who had their car broken into or stolen. Like, like half the citizens of San Francisco. So the local state senator, Scott Weiner, uh, is trying to close a loophole, uh, which apparently makes it difficult to prosecute break-in thieves. You believe that we had a loophole? We have a loophole in California law that makes it harder to prosecute the thieves. Not not a big surprise there. We're going to talk to Blake Trolley because Weiner actually wants to close the loophole. Yeah, John. Currently in California, if somebody breaks into your car, in order for that thief to be charged with auto burglary, it needs to be proven that your car door was locked. This it doesn't matter if somebody breaks your window or what they do to get into your car. What the prosecutors have to charge or would have to be able to prove for this charge to stick is that your car was locked at the time the thieves broke in and stole stuff. So Senator Scott Weiner, yes, you heard that right, is now trying for the third time, the third time to get this locked door loophole reverse he spoke to kfi just moments ago a, a truly absurd loophole in our auto break-in statute uh that allows someone to get off the hook uh if if the prosecution can't prove that the car doors were locked even if the prosecution can prove that the person broke into the car it makes no sense whatsoever and we know uh that in san francisco and i and i imagine elsewhere the prosecution, the DA, is is losing cases or having to drop cases. And one of the places where this really becomes an issue when you talk when he talks about the DAs having to drop cases or lose cases is with tourists. If their cars get broken into, the only way for them to see real justice, John, is they would have to return to the area they were. So this happens a lot, I guess, in San Francisco, go into a courtroom and testify that the car door was locked. One source uh, I, I spoke with today said it really puts victims on trial to prove that their car door was locked in court. Uh, a, a place that's no stranger to uh, car break-ins is right here in Pasadena, and they just went through their hot season, which is the Rose Bowl, the Rose Parade, everything that happens around the holidays in Pasadena. I had a chance to catch up with Lieutenant Keith Gomez, and he told me the same thing. Uh, when it comes to tourists, they don't want to return to town. So prosecutors know this, and instead of charging auto burglary, they end up charging petty theft. And as a petty theft, the uh, the punishment, uh, especially in L.A. County and in the state of California, um, is, is minimal at best. And most of the time, it's a, it's a citation. You don't stay in jail. And um, there's really no uh, consequence um, 
that would cause the offender to stop offending. And uh, it's a slap on the wrist, and so they continue to break into cars. Gomez tells me, John, that when people break into cars in Pasadena, it's not one or two cars. They target huge areas of cars. So they break into eight to ten cars at a time. They go under apartment buildings where people are parked underground, break into a bunch of cars. They go to stadiums, movie theaters, gyms, anywhere where there's a lot of cars. He's telling me uh, people are hitting this. So we'll see if Wiener can get this through. I mean, it, it failed in 2018 and in 2019. Didn't even reach the assembly floor. It actually died in the appropriations committees. You cannot prove your car door was locked how the hell could you do that oh yeah no it's it's a real challenge and that's what uh, they, law enforcement sources are telling me today and that's why they go for this petty theft charge and you just heard it there there's barely a punishment there. because even if you lock the door if somebody smashed the window and stole stuff you're going to go up to the car and you're going to unlock the car door at the scene right so you can't prove that it was locked you've already unlocked it so, yes. so so, they did this on purpose. Who wrote this law? Who put that? Because they did it on purpose so that nobody would ever be prosecuted. Yeah, I'm looking for the origin of this law, actually. It's something I've been trying to run down is when it exactly did this become a yeah. law? It, it's one of those situations. We're seeing this play out a lot with the legislature this year where it just seems like innovation is actually just reversing course yeah, on no, something that they passed in the uh, you know previously. This is some uh, criminal-loving jackass who uh, serves in the Assembly and State Senate. Who, who designed this clever little ruse and made it impossible to prosecute, uh, you know, with serious charges for the theft. That, that, yeah. that, that was by design. It wasn't an oversight. It wasn't a loophole. That was a feature of it. Well, I, I think that, you know, third time might be the char uh, might be the uh, the charm here, John, because uh, I, I do think there might be a little bit more political will getting this one through. Uh, Governor Newsom, I believe he would be on board. He recently when he put out that whole package of, of laws he wants to crack down on crime. Uh, one of the areas he wanted to focus on was auto burglaries, saying he wants stiffer punishments for auto burglaries, despite the status of the door being locked. Uh, also, uh, San Francisco Mayor London Breed has sponsored this bill. So it does have a little bit of a push, you know, multiple politicians pushing behind this. Maybe they'll uh, yeah. they'll get it through this year. Well, some of these politicians, they must have written this or, or voted for this in the past and refused to repeal it in the past. All right. I want to stay on top of this thing. Thank you very much, Blake. All right. Thanks, John. Good stuff there. You believe this? When with nobody noticing, they basically made it legal to break in to someone's car and steal stuff. They made it legal. Oh, well, was it locked? Yes, it was locked. Well, you have to prove it was locked. Well, how do, you can't do that. That's not possible. Oh, yeah. Isn't that too bad? Wouldn't you like to wring the neck of some of these legislators? It says here in San Francisco, the break-in rate has exploded since 2010, worse than any other California city. 20, 2010, so this has been going on for 14 years in San Francisco. Of the, uh, there were 15, according to the district attorney in San Francisco, Brooke Jenkins, there were 15,000 auto burglaries just last year. 15,000. And the police chief said it's likely an undercount. 50, because it's it's not against the law. It, it's like going into a convenience store and 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 stealing stuff, or going to a grocery store, or any retail shop, and stealing stuff. It's not prosecuted, even if you get caught.
There's virtually no penalty. Wow. They must change the way you vote. This is the year. You must change the way you vote. This has got to stop. All right. We've got uh, more coming up after 2 o'clock. Today is the start of uh, the election season in America with the Iowa caucuses for Republicans. And we're going to talk with Sherry Preston from ABC News. And we have uh, some uh, entertaining clips uh, involving Trump uh, audio clips and also uh, anti-Israel protesters outside the White House. They had a really catchy uh, chant that they serenaded Biden with. Um, so we'll get to all that after two o'clock on the John Cobelt Show, KFI AM 640. You're listening to John Cobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. And after uh, two o'clock, we're going to talk with uh, Sherry Preston from ABC News because uh, it's uh, opening day of the uh, election season. The Republicans have the caucus in Iowa, you may have heard. Uh, Trump, Haley and DeSantis and Ramaswamy are all still running. And uh, Trump, according to the polls, is winning by several miles. It's uh, below zero. It was below zero uh, through much of the state this morning. And it's going to be below zero tonight when they're actually uh, voting. Uh, we will get the details from Sherry coming up. And then we have a number of Trump clips to play because Trump is back in uh, stand-up comedy form. We also have clips of uh, anti-Israel protesters chanting uh, really unkind things outside the White House to Joe Biden. You ready for some uh, some more airline news? Not really. All right. We went through the, uh, the apparent disaster uh, on the assembly lines at, at Boeing and uh, Spirit Aerospace, which um, the Wall Street Journal chronicled in a very, very long story over the weekend um there's there's a lot there's been a lot of let's say irregularities on the production line for a long time that have been ignored and uh, now everything is blown sky high since that door plug went flying well listen to this one w the the woke virus has hit the federal aviation administration the faa the faa is in charge of preserving our safety on planes I'm not making this up. They are actively recruiting workers who suffer, quote, severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric disabilities under a new diversity and inclusion hiring initiative. Targeted disabilities are those that the federal government, as a matter of policy, have identified for special emphasis in recruiting and hiring. This includes things like hearing, vision, uh, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability. Wait, these are these are people that are going to work for the FAA? Mm -hmm. Psychiatric disability, not, hey, I'm feeling kind of depressed and I'm seeing a therapist once a week. What are they going to be, air traffic controllers? <laughs> Do you hear about the 911 operator that told the uh, firefighter something that they Googled it and they were right? What do you mean? Like there was a fire, like a situation going on and it was a 911 operator right. basically Googling in the moment how to fix the problem. And she was telling the authority on the other end how to fix the problem. And she was like, no, I'm right. I Googled it. I Googled 
<laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Yes, I'll find. I'll find the audio. Find me. Yeah, find me the yeah. audio. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, what is a severe intellectual disability, and how can you do your job at the FAA? Uh, I mean, I mean, a psychiatric disability. Boy, there's a really rude, tasteless comedy sketch you can make out of this. Uh, this is overseen by Pete Buttigieg and his Department of Transportation. I, and they're the ones who are overseeing Boeing now over these uh, Max 8 and Max 9 problems. Elon Musk wrote on X last week, do you want to fly in an airplane where they prioritize DEI over your safety? This is actually happening. <laughs> you cannot have you cannot have severe severely intellectually disabled and psychiatric disabled people working for the Federal Aviation Administration in in any capacity. Their whole purpose is safety. I I What are they going to do anyway? Because they use the word severe. Um, there, there is, there is a, a, stock, a Dr. Stanley Goldfarb. He's a, a healthcare professional, chairman of a group called Do No Harm. These are, these are doctors and medical students trying to protect healthcare from this kind of ideology. Because this is seeped into the medical industry. And at medical schools. And um, he says the aviation industry has a responsibility for traveler safety. Unfortunately, identity politics is creating opportunity for so-called oppressed groups by lowering the standards for entry into those fields and endangering the safety of those it's designed to protect. Some endeavors do not lend themselves to identity process, identity politics. Now, you can't, and I don't care who sues me over this, you cannot hire severely intellectually disabled people or severely psychiatric, psychiatrically compromised people at the FAA. That, that, that can't work. I was That's, wrong. It was an air traffic controller who was correcting oh. a pilot, and I found <laughs> the audio. That, the controller is saying he, he Googled it. The, yeah, it's a female. Telling the pilot that she uh, Googled a it. A pilot, a veteran pilot of 15 years. You got the clip now? Yeah. Play it. For a short approach, if you're going to do a power off 180, that's my point. Well, okay. I will remember that from now on. No problem. Yeah, when you ask for a short approach, I expect you to turn your base to beam the numbers. All right, this will be a full stop for 6-5 Charlie. And uh, maybe we need to talk about that some more because you're the first controller in 15 years that's ever said that. Well... I'm just, you know, I, I, if you ask for a short approach, a short approach is when you turn your base and mean the numbers. If I know you're a student asking for a short approach, I know you're out there practicing and you probably will extend. But if you're doing something other than a short approach, don't ask for a short approach. Well, I will definitely look up the definition of short approach because I've never seen where it says you turn base or beam the numbers because I don't see how you could possibly do that. Well, I Googled it, actually. I Googled short approach, and it said to turn your base a beam or before the numbers, and you will land probably touchdown around midfield. 
I Googled it. Okay. Well, then uh, I apologize for requesting the wrong thing because uh, everywhere else, short approach means power off 180, but uh, that's definitely not what it means here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've worked at different airports. I don't know. But this, <laughs> for a this is terrifying. It's from a small airport in Dallas, Texas. I want to know who is right. I Googled it. You know what? But Google shouldn't decide this. Oh, I know. I know. Everyone but I'm now I'm just curious, though. Was the pilot or the air traffic controller correct in this situation? <laughs> the guy who's never encountered this in 15 years or a woman who went to Google. Because she didn't know. That's why she went to Google. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, well, there's going to be more of that. I guess she's already been hired under that severe intellectual disability uh, campaign. More coming up. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.